All right, this is the second part of the Irish NFL Show's Week 4 previews. This preview show, as with all our weekly previews, is available as four separate podcasts covering all the games. Uh, we move on, Brian, now to Rams at Colts. I think the Colts can make it two in a row. They toughed one out last week with Gardner Minshew deputizing for Richardson, who may or may not be back this weekend. Still touch and go at time of recording, but the Colts still cautiously optimistic of getting good news there. Um, is that going to be enough to help them over the line against the Rams? This was one of the ones that we touched on before we started recording. You're, you're looking at, you're scratching your head going through the schedule over the course of the, the week trying to pick out who you think are the eventual winners and a bit of a crapshoot in this week. But this one in particular is very difficult. I mean, the Rams started off with a great win in week one, played really tough against the 49ers. And I was slightly disappointed with my Monday night talk. That was a game that was there for him. I know the, the score probably doesn't even do it reflection because it, they were down by 10 and it was a garbage t- time touchdown for him. Defensively, they've only turned they've only had one turnover in the three games. We expect a little bit more from from the Rams defense, and in particular how they played Week One against the Seattle Seahawks, who've since gone on to put up thirty odd points at home last week and another thirty on in the second half against the Lions. Um, it's a, it really is a difficult one. Um, I think as well we've seen their offense slow down slightly. Cooper Cup gradually. It's like Andy, after four or five weeks, it emerges how how much you miss a particular player. Cooper Cup not being there. You know, the rookies and the younger boys are playing well. They need that experience to kind of navigate drives, you know, for Stafford to get the force downs. It's not so much about the big plays. It's the most important plays for me sometimes are those three, toward and trees, toward and fours where you go for a slam pass and you, you, keep the, you keep the chains moving. There was a few times last one there, but that didn't happen. I'll go Colts. I think it's, the, it's a difficult one. They haven't beaten the Rams since 2009. That's, you know, in saying that, they don't play them every year, but dating back to 2009. And bearing in mind the Rams played Monday night on the road, now it's another road game. Sometimes that can take a toll on you, playing so quickly again on the road. So I'll go Colts, but I'm not comfortable with it. I could see an argument as to why both sides will win. We have this a lot this week. Yeah. I'll lean Colts because they're all. Yeah, we were saying that even before we recorded, and I, I struggle with this one as well, I have to say. Um, watching that game on, on Monday night, we talked about how the Bengals toughed it out and how you know Joe Mixon showed up for them, Jamar Chase showed up for them when, when, when they needed the support for Burrow. The defense showed up in a big way. But all of that said, um, Rams were, were quite unlucky and also a little bit frustrating to watch at times in that game. Like you had the, the scamper along the touchline by 2-2 Atwell just puts a foot out of bounds on what otherwise would have been a touchdown, and then they just lay an egg in the red zone, that happened to them a couple of times, too many times on on Monday night. They left points on the on on the board. They left opportunities behind them. Atwell had another grab, you know, tough enough throw uh, or tough enough reception to make at the back of the end zone. But when you feel that someone who aspires to the status that he aspires to probably should take in, they had to settle for a field goal on that. So they left behind enough points to to win that game, good and all, as the as the Bengals were, and um, in, in in toughing it out and and in, in all the ways we said before. Um, but I, I've seen enough from them so far this year to, to think they're, they're going to be competitive in pretty much every game they play. I thought the Colts against the Ravens, you know, it, it's a good result for them with their backup QB, and don't get me wrong, but I thought they got the bounce of the ball there. You know, they just took her 61-yard field goal. His speciality just drops short, and they'd Gay on the other hand, kicks four 50-yard-plus field goals. That's not going to... Or five. Was it four? Or five? Four. That's not going to happen every week. And, um, you know, bad... Uh, defensive pass interference against the Colts non-call um, when the Ravens were in position to win the game wouldn't have even gone to overtime if that had happened so they rolled their luck I, I don't think the Rams are going to let them off the hook if that happens this week um, 
again, it, it's a it's a coin toss game, but I, I'm going Rams on this one, so we'll we'll end up on different sides of the equation there. Um, we roll on now to arguably the game of the weekend, the, the Dolphins at Bills. Um, geez, I don't know what your feeling is on this one, Brian, but I found this really, really difficult to call. Um, Dolphins lost two tight games um, in Buffalo last season, including that playoff game where they discarded yeah. Thompson and a quarterback where they showed up a lot better than people expected them to and you know, probably exposed uh, where the Bills were at that point in the season. Bills went out and got beaten quite badly at home by the Bengals then in the, in the divisional round. But... Um, Part of me just wants to see the Dolphins keep rolling because as much as you want to see competitive games and we all want to see, you know, games that are difficult to call and that are close and that could go into the, go to the wire. And there's also something thrilling about seeing that knife cut through butter that the Dolphins were against the Broncos. Like, obviously, they're not going to have it that easy every week, but just the weapons they have, the speed they have, the variety in the game of McDaniel, the way they trust Tua to do things like that, you know, no look, shovel pass last week. And... Um, it, it's Madden-style football, and that annoys people who like to see tough defense and like to see something a little bit more traditional, but um, it's very, very entertaining. Now, the Bills, I think, similar to what we saw from the Patriots when the Patriots played the Dolphins, and yeah, they lost that game, but the Patriots found a way to take away the the, the speed. You know, they they have the secondary and they have the scheme to cause the Dolphins a, a little bit more trouble and to really put it up to Mike McDaniel to scheme his way out of it. They managed to do enough and we don't talk enough about the Dolphins defense to be fair it's all about the showboat stuff and it's all about the speeds just they have on on offense but you know they can take care of business on the other side of the ball too and um, all of that said I think the Bills are going to present a different problem for them I think we're going to see the, the, the same sort of thing we saw from the Patriots where they will take away that ability to take the top off the defense they're not going to let that happen they're going to make the Dolphins play in front of them the Bills have an awful lot more punch to, to do some damage when they have the ball and um, I think it's very difficult to back up the sort of performance that the Dolphins had against the 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 the, 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 um, uh, okay. the Broncos last week. Uh, it's a string two of those together. Like that's they're not going to put up seven hundred yards of offense every week. Of course they're not. They're not, and that's certainly not going to happen against Buffalo. I think this is going to be a bit of a come to earth game, and I'm I'm tipping the Bills in this one. The Bills are still not getting any to talk around the league. We spoke in the off season, and this would suit them the way the Jets were getting all the exposure, and after last year they'd be granted. Of less attention, I had less attention after three weeks. The week one game, um, they lost it in a manner they really should have won the game. I felt that even after that it was glossed over because the way in which the Jets won and the Aaron Rodgers story, they did a, a number on the Raiders in week two. People didn't really get into that because they said that's a Raiders poor team. And we spoke on Monday or sorry Tuesday about the Broncos results. We briefly called out the fact that the Bears were well beaten by the Chiefs. We didn't really get into the fact that thirty-seven three in Washington was the Bills last weekend. Like that was a, a really comprehensive performance. Their defense, we just said the Browns earlier, the Bills are second in terms of the least amount of points they've given up over the course of the three games. Their defense is playing lights out. And I'll give you an example. The Giants can't, can't seem to find a way to beat Dak Prescott. It's just one of those things. It's the nature of the league. Josh Allen is 9 and 1 against the Dolphins. His only defeat was last year. I think it was around week 40. It might have been this weekend last year. And he lost by two points. That was it. The famous game where the offense corner was losing his mind and starts crashing everything up in the up in the, up in the box, but um, he's nine and one against them. He averages two hundred fifty yards tr- uh, of offense and he averages an average of fifty yards per game. He always plays well against them. Whenever, he just seems to have their number. And with you, I think the, I think it'll be a high score affair. I think it's going to be something similar to what we saw last year. I think the Bills come out on top. I think it'll be a close one. I think they'll find a way to win at the end. I think we'll still come away reflecting on a really strong. 
Dolphins' performance, but I think the Bills will just just about find a way to get over the line. Steelers Texans Brian is, is another interesting one. Um, we we talked a couple of weeks ago about how it was incredible that the Steelers had managed to put up minus four yards of offense in in the fourth quarter against the Browns and yet still pull out the win because of the dominant performance of their defense and T.J. Watt in particular himself and Michael Parsons and Miles Garrett. You know, between the three of them, a, a bloodbath battle royale to try and win Defensive Player of the Year. They both look streets ahead of pretty much anyone else you want to throw in that category already. And um, what have the Steelers turned the corner offensively? We saw something a lot more frisky from them last week. And um, Pickett seemed to be in a little bit more of a groove, and it, it seemed to be coming a little bit easier for them finally. And um, do you see that continuing against the Texans? I do to a certain extent in terms of the offense. Yeah, it was his best. It was it was his best game statistically and numbers wise. It was his best game since he took over as the Steelers starter last week. But I still feel that their defense is what's obviously them in this position to win the games. And they're going up against CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud had a great game. Don't get me wrong. Last week he played really well. Week two against Colts, but they got mistakes in those in games. They got mistakes last week by the Jacksonville. Sorry, the Jags defense. They got mistakes. But it calls defense in week two. Steelers haven't had a lot of mistakes. Like with all due respect, they were comprehensively beaten week one, but from week two, they have fourteen points off defense against the Browns. They were really good last weekend against the Raiders. It's a diff this is this is a real tough ask. Be, like this for we're talking about measuring sick games. Be interested to see where CJ Stroud is on his development after this game. I think they'll hang in there, but I still think it's I think Steelers defensively, you know, like what's got the most sacks this season? Six sacks. You know, he's, I can only imagine he get a few more of some now. I think Steelers' defense will put them in a position to win. I think they'll win a close game. A low-scoring affair for me, Steelers to win. Yeah, again, um, I went back and forth on this one. Um, Stroud's taken care of the ball really well, unlike Garoppolo last week. Garoppolo threw, threw three picks. They had him in all sorts of trouble. Steelers were all over him, all in his face, all day long. Um, and you'd slightly fear for Stroud up against that that fearsome defense. They have it. It's not just TJ Watt either. You know, they've got scary looking guys all over that defense a classic uh, Steelers steel curtain uh, style affair at the same time they were gashed by Devontae Adams I think Devontae finished with 172 yards yeah. um, Tank Dell touchdown two touchdowns yeah. as well Tank Dell had a great weekend last weekend for the Texans so you'd fancy the, the Stroud-Dell connection to come up trumps for them again playing at home um, I I, I struggle to think that the that the Texans can hold them at home like you. Um, I, I think the Texans have been a lot spicier than we expected them to be. D'Amico Ryan's has done a really good job there. Um, Stroud has been... Like, if you looked at Stroud against Lawrence last week and you've come down from Mars and somebody said to you, one of these guys is a rookie, the other guy is a generational talent who's been in the league three years, you would have said Stroud was the guy who'd been in the league three years and was, was coming on on leaps and bounds. I mean, he, he has really looked the part. Um, I think... This is going to be a tight one. I think it's going to be a relatively low-scoring affair too. Um, but I'd have the Steelers just about getting home, provided Pickett um, plays at the level he played last week that we don't see what we saw over the first two weeks of the season. 